Okay, here we go. Guys, welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome. I'm Nate, if you don't know who I am. I'm one of the guys on the back porch. I, uh, I'm i the Nader Tater 25, the guy with the beard, the guy who uh, kind of gets all the picks against the spread correct, not the best at it. That's what uh, Jake and, uh, that's what Jake and uh, Scott are for. Those guys are really good at what they do, especially when it comes to uh, picks against the spread. Uh, this last week was tough, man. Uh, a lot of chaos, man. Chaos consumed. It was a fun, fun thing that we saw, and I'm very happy about it. Uh, as a Vols fan, uh, I'm happy with the loss because everybody else lost. Just going to be honest, throw that up there. Throw that up there, get that out of the way. You know what I mean? Uh, go ahead and share this so everybody can see so we can start talking football, man. Oh, man. Tomorrow we have – tomorrow's election day, uh, if you didn't know that. So go out and vote. Uh, here's your reminder. But uh, tomorrow is also the most important poll to me, college football week two poll for the college football playoffs. There should be some really su- good surprises in there. Uh, where's Tennessee going? Are they going to stay in at four? Or are they going at five? You know, let me know your thoughts in the chat. That'd be, be awesome to see that. You know, I can only think my own way, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, where's TCU ending up at? Uh, does Michigan stay at three? Do they move up to, uh, or they stay at four? You know, they had a, yeah, they beat Rutgers, but it was pretty bad at halftime. Uh, it's Ohio State, twenty-one to seven against Northwestern in Chicago. I know it was a windstorm, but you know it didn't look good for him. You know you have to put all these things in consideration. Now that the year's dwindling down, is this is this something that uh, you know you want to see your top four? You want to see these guys because we don't want another mistake. We don't want to have another bad semifinal game. We're like, wow, that's cool. That was fun. What a way. Good job, committee. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to see your thoughts on that one before we dive into the weekend recap. Weekend recap. We're going to go over the games, the important games over the weekend. I also want to hear what you thought was an, was an awesome weekend. What was your – what was your uh, – you're not surprise of the weekend, but your attaboy or your, your uh, favorite moment of the weekend. What was the – what was the – Worst moment of the weekend while watching these games. We can also talk NFL too, by the way. Really? You want to join? Oh, yeah? I don't know if you can hear the cat, but she's excited about today. Yeah. And there she is. Will you get down? Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Go. Sorry, y'all. Cats, man, right? All right. All right. First things first, let me put up the back porch top 25. This is what we think the top 25 should be one second. I'll throw that up there for you.
We'll throw up our tier. How about that? We'll throw up our tier. People seem to like that one. It's like the same thing. So this is our back porch tier system. I know you can't see me, but this is our updated weekly tier. We update these weekly. Uh, you're going to see at the bottom, it's our dumpster. Uh, these teams are definitely coachless at the moment. You're looking for a new coach for next year. Just really bad football all around, like Colorado. I don't know if you've caught a game. It's just bad football. Arizona State, obviously, they – Fired Herm Edwards in the middle of the, at the very end of a game. Auburn, they just they're doing their best. They're doing their best. Um, they knew they going into this season it was gonna be tough for them. Virginia Tech, Stanford, Stanford. Um, I don't know what they're doing with uh, Coach Shaw out there. He's had a phenomenal couple first years, and I just know what happened. Um, it, being on the East Coast, it's harder to get uh, information on those Pac-12 teams. But uh, you know, it's uh, Northwestern, they're you know you're gonna have a team two years ago that was in the the Big Ten championship game. I know it was the COVID year, but they like so what happened? I just don't know. So that's in the dumpster. They are awful teams. Are awful teams. You know these guys are sitting at you know five losses at the moment, four and five, five and uh, maybe five and five if they haven't had a bye week, which they should have. Um, these teams aren't good um, on paper. I mean in in real life, like Nebraska's up there. They they won a few games after they fired Scott Frost. But Indiana University, Michigan State, even though they just beat Illinois, I don't know how they did that. Mel Tucker got those guys ready to play, it seems like. Um, Iowa beat Purdue. I don't know how they did that, but they scored a lot. Uh, Iowa State's been boo-boo, boo-boo all year. Texas A&M, just how they've handled that program this year. With their coaching situation, you know, are they going to get rid of them? Are they going to keep them? Is he going to have to fire his coaches to stay on board? You know, that 80-something million dollar buyout is big. That's a big buyout. You know, you're looking at Cal. Cal's a competitive program, but they're just never good. They're just never good. You got West Virginia with JT Daniels this year. He thought they might be a 6-6 and program, be competitive in the Big 12, but they just haven't done it. And then Washington State, uh, you, it, you know, they come out strong, and then they've just been beat up. By a very top-heavy Pac-12, and we're going to get into that tonight because the Pac-12 is very top-heavy, and no one's really talking about it on the media except for Oregon. You know, you have USC sitting at nine right now in the AP in the poll, and you got UCLA right behind them. It's it's a it's going to be a it's going to be a um, dogfight to the end, and then that Pac-12 championship game. I mean, a lot of the next four weeks, it's going to be super important. These teams are going to have to run the run the table in some of these games. Uh, in order to even get up to that elite, semi-elite status. Then you have subpar. These teams are sitting at six and six and three um, or with a fourth loss, but they had a really good win. Uh, these teams are bowl el- getting bowl eligibility either this week or they just got it. Um, Duke, no, no one talks about Duke. They're a little fun team to watch. Um, yeah, if you're a power five team and like Duke, but you're higher ranked or you're at the good level, you're going to beat them. But, you know, Duke's going to 
be able to be competitive. They pass the ball a lot. Uh, BYU, just fun to look at, fun to watch. Um, highly competitive, they play fundamental football. They just don't have the boys, the skill set. Missouri, Missouri got screwed if you watched the Kentucky game. Missouri got screwed at the end of that game um, uh, with that roughing the kicker, roughing the punter. But they just don't have it all yet. They are gonna, I don't, they're not going to do anything with Drinkwitz. They're going to continue uh, with him um, as is. I uh, think that's the right move for them. He's got a good recruiting class coming in, so I'd like to see how they continue to move forward. Wisconsin, I don't know why, the most confusing coaching fire of the year. They, they fire their head coach, and they've been winning since. Um, they might even almost win the West. No, they're not going to win the West. Uh, Iowa will be, but they've been actually pretty good. Most recently, Florida, subpar, hit or miss, man. You don't know who you're going to get with Florida. Billy Napier, it's it's showing more and more how big of a of a turnaround that program needs to have. Um, let's see. Then we got Purdue. Purdue should have been good this year. Senior, sixth-year senior quarterback coming back. Uh, wide receivers all everywhere. Totally underachieving this year. Um, it's just one of those things. They'll play good one week, and then they'll lose to Iowa. Um, that's why they're there. You know, you look at Arkansas, they just lost to Liberty. You see Liberty's on a good. Um, then you got all right. These teams are in the mix, man. These teams, they're going to be good next year if they continue the momentum. They have, like, Texas right there in the middle. Um, you look at teams like oh, South Carolina, they're all right. They're going to continue to get better and be more competitive next year. You got teams like Oklahoma, who has played down uh, to their competition this year. Um, they need to figure things out. Coach uh, Coach Venerables need to know he needs to figure things out. You got Florida State. Florida State is playing so good, such good football right now, and no one's talking about it. They just beat the poop out of Miami um, in that rivalry game. Florida State might win out the rest of their games and in nine and three. I mean that's a phenomenal year uh, for for their for them and their coaching staff. Uh, then you got uh, Oklahoma State, who's had a horrible last two weeks. I don't know what's going on there. Um, you got Wake Forest and Syracuse. They would be at the good level, but they have lost the last couple weeks. Uh, you got NC State, Washington, Utah, Ole Miss, Alabama at the good spot. Yes, they're in the good. They're not in semi elite. This is not your week. This is not your week daily. Yearly Alabama, they have problems. They have problems. People have found those, and they've exposed them, like in the LSU game and the Tennessee game. They're just undisciplined. They're just young. They'll figure it out like they always do. But right now, they're looking at their first terrible season. Uh, they could possibly lose Ole Miss this week, have three losses. For three losses, I mean, how, how many times has Alabama lost three times in the last 20 years? Not a lot. So you're looking at their very first non-New Year's Bowl game. Like, what? So they got Tulane. Like, this team is going to be probably a New Year's Six team, and no one's talking about them. They beat Kansas State at Kansas State earlier this year. They're scrappy. They're they're fun to watch. Uh, yet UCF, Liberty, these guys are just, you know, group five teams that are going to fight you to the end. I don't want to play them. Liberty just – Played all the way to all four quarters against uh, against Arkansas. And it was crazy to see because it was Hugh Freeze 
finally beating Arkansas. He never did was at Ole Miss, and it's just funny to see that. Um, you know, all those coaches besides like UCF says Gus. You know, they're going to be on these coaching these coaching slates. Uh, you know, and so and I don't even have Coastal Carolina up there, but I'll, I'll have them in the good category as well. You know, Coach uh, Chatwell's doing a phenomenal job at, at uh, Coastal Carolina. Um, got those boys eight and one right now, and they're looking to win that division. And uh, one of these boys, like Tulane or Liberty, screws up. So Coastal Carolina could be in an year six. So then you got the semi-elite. This one's the tough one, man, because it's like, is TCU elite? I don't know. Is USC elite? I don't think so. I think they're almost there. They have a they need a defense. They need a defense badly. Like they're giving up tons of points still in the Pac-12, which you cannot allow. You need to be dominant in that division. Um, but then you got teams like Oregon, UCLA. They, you know, they play. UCLA lost. They'll have a chance to play again, right? If UCLA beats USC, they will be playing Oregon in the championship game, right? So then you got then you got Tennessee down there. Tennessee was elite last week. They got they got drugged in a street fight, and it's not like they're bad. They just finally played someone had a better offensive line and defensive line than them. That's just football. That's football in a nutshell. They got their teeth teeth kicked in. I feel like I feel like things went uh, in their way over the weekend when other teams lost to give them a chance to get back in the top four. I believe. When you get your teeth kicked in in a fight and you know who you're fighting, you come back in that next game if you play them again, ready to go. More experience. All right, cool. Moment was too big for me. Let's figure this thing out. Let's go back to the drawing board and let's get better. That's what these coaches make millions and millions of dollars for. You got LSU. LSU, man, you would have never thought one bit in the earlier season, losing when they lost to Florida State, how sloppy they were, how bad they looked. They had no fundamentals. They were had no um, – they had no emotion when they played. They had just nothing, man. And kudos to Brian Kelly getting those guys ready to play in October, getting them fixed up, figuring out what works for their offense. And then uh, you got North Carolina, 8-1. and one. They're semi-elite. They're 8-1, and one, man. Their offense is phenomenal. They freaking throw it all over the place. I know if they played at Georgia or if they played at TCU or whatever, they it might – it'll be a, you know – favored the other teams, but they're still up there because they're going to play in the ACC championship game. They're an ACC contender this year, which is kudos to Mac Brown and them after last year's six and six team underwhelmed big time. So kudos to those guys. Then you got GOM, which is Georgia, Ohio state and Michigan. Um, Georgia showed the world that, you know, seven years of top five recruiting and uh, getting all the big boys, that you want to play a big boy football, hard nosed football, that's what happens. That's how you beat a high high end offense. You bring, don't even bring pressure. You just bring your four. If they can't block your four, then you got them all day long. And so Georgia totally dominated. They totally showed the country that they are definitely the most physical, the most uh, aggressive. The most well polished team for the for the uh, inside the trenches, Ohio State, Michigan. I think Michigan has really got a great um, offense and defensive line. They got a phenomenal run game. They want to they want to power you. They want to run the clock. They want to they want to continue to play 
their brand of football in Ohio State, complete opposite. They want to run the ball. They want to spread it out. They want to get it going. They want to score, and they want to rely on that defense. Their defense is coming around. So there's our power. There's our Week 11 power tier. Guys, join me in the chat. Let me know what you think about these power tiers. Um, you know, we can move on. Um, if not, let me know what you think. Take any questions. As we move on forward, we have a few more que- we have a few more things to talk about and discuss, man. But it was a, it was a good it was a good weekend, man. It was a good weekend, guys. Guys, if you're watching, please share this out. We'd love to have this shared out so more people can discuss and we can have an open conversation. That would be so fun. So fun to have. Let's see. Let's move on to take this graphic down. All right. First things first, let's discuss TCU. Let's discuss TCU, right? They just played Texas Tech. They just played Texas Tech at home. It was a good game. It was a good game. They beat Texas Tech like they're supposed to. Um, this week's college game day is going to be in Austin. This is a big, big test for TCU. TCU, um, they've beaten four ranked teams already on their schedule. They've earned everything on their schedule. And we'll, we'll show a little bit of um, what their what their statistics look like and the reason why they are where they are. Um, but TCU, man, they're fun to watch. I don't know. If, I mean, they are electric. They're scoring a lot. Uh, their fans are backing them, man. And it's year one with Sonny Dykes. And that's crazy to think because it's honestly the same players from last year's team with a little bit, maybe a few more additions. But Max Dugan, this kid is electric. Next year, he's going to be early Heisman, probably hopeful. Uh, there's just a, a crowded field right now. But Max Dugan is – he is the real deal. I think he's throwing 22 touchdowns, uh He's got over 2,000 yards passing. Um, I have the stat. I'll show up in a second. But let's look at that Texas game, right? Can TCU win out? Can they beat Texas? Can they control their future? They got to win the Big Ten They got or the Big 12. They have to win out. Can they do it? Let me know in the comments. Let me know in the comments. Can TCU uh, – can they win out? We're talking about TCU in Texas. What are your thoughts? Is this a trap game? I mean, it's Texas coming off of a win. BJ, uh, BJ, uh, what was his name? BJ, uh, 
running back for Texas. Brain fart, but he had 200 yards left rushing against uh, Kansas State last week. Kansas State at home, you don't do that against Kansas State. So here we are. We're uh, this is what you want. This is what they need. This is what they need. They need to show up. Not at home. They played a lot of good games at home this year. They haven't played a lot of games on the road. In the next two weeks, they have Texas and then Baylor. Texas is going to probably end up in the polls. AP, they're at 18, I believe. And in the polls uh, probably coming out, they're probably going to be in the top 15, 20, 15 to 20. Um, who's got more firepower? Is the same Texas team we saw in the beginning of the year going to play against TCU? I think so. I think Texas uh, went the very beginning of the year against uh, Alabama, sold out game. Crowd was electric. It was what you want to see week one. It was awesome. You had the, the, the new quarterback balling out until he got hurt. Defense was pounding. Alabama doing what they're supposed to do. Can they replicate that now this week? Can they replicate beating a TCU at home? I mean, Texas wins out. They're in the Sugar Bowl. Everyone, the ESPN projections have in the Sugar Bowl. You know, good for them. They weren't they, they weren't supposed to be winning championships here, but they forget a New Year's Six. Good for them. And TCU's in their way, and it's at home. I got, I got. I mean, I love this game. I love this game. I think this game is going to be phenomenal. I think this game is going to be phenomenal. What do you think? Does TCU have enough explosiveness? Do they have enough defense to uh, to run all four quarters against a very good offensive running game for Texas? When I say very good, they're good. They can run the rock if they choose to. They like to throw it a little bit, but can they? That is That is my number one question. That's my number one question here. Can they do that? I think they can. I think Texas is going to prove a point. Game day, they're going to have the same electricity coming in. The crowd's going to be crazy. It's going to be 100. They have over 100-something thousand people. It's loud there. The weather's going to be better. Is the moment too big for TCU? Is it? I don't know. What do you think? I think so. I think TCU hasn't been in this situation all year where the lights are on them. Um, I think ABC has the game or something, or maybe Fox. It's going to be a prime game. This is what you want. This is exactly what Tennessee needed last week. They pissed down their leg. They got chokehold. They got knocked out. That's okay. They need to learn that. TCU doesn't have the resume Tennessee has. They have to win. They have to beat Texas in Austin. And I don't think they can. I don't think they can go in there and do that. And I will love, I would love, 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 love to be wrong about this, but I just don't think so. I just don't think so. And I also think if they do have a letdown game against Texas, they will lose next week, the following week to Baylor. Baylor, they'll come up and get you. They'll bite you in the butt. They had a very bad two weeks in September, the end of September and early October, and that is the only reason why Baylor is standing where they're at. Yeah, they can win out against Iowa. They definitely can. What are your thoughts? Can TCU win out? I think so over here.
Hey, Scott. Thanks for joining. Scott, what do you think? What do you think about TCU? They going to win out? Hmm. All right. All right, we can move forward, moving on. Let's look at last week's games, right? Okay, so here's the question at hand, right? Alabama lost. Okay, we know they're out. They're out of their consideration for the playoffs. Uh, they lost 32-31 in, in Death Valley. LSU came out of nowhere. LSU leads the, the SEC West, and uh, and uh, they hold the tiebreaker with Ole Miss right now, right? Question is, is, is where is LSU going to line up on Tuesday? Where are they going to be at? Is are they going to are they going to end up? Are they going to end up at uh, six? Are they end up at seven, eight? Like it's 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 loaded from five to ten. It's loaded, so it's it's really hard for these teams to move because the top four, top three are definitely immovable. Ohio State and uh, Ohio State and Michigan aren't moving. Aren't moving at all until they play each other. Georgia definitely ain't moving. There's a shoe in for them. And can LSU, if they went out, can they beat Georgia? Can they blow on a neutral site in Atlanta? The crowd will be split. LSU travels well. It won't be as loud as it was this weekend. I've seen LSU come into uh, the uh, SEC championship game multiple times and beat uh, teams that were supposed to go to the national championship game. I was at one of them, 2002. LSU beat uh, a, t- a Tennessee team that was supposed to go to the Rose Bowl and lost to LSU. So they can do it. They got magic down there. They got magic down there in those purple and gold uniforms. It's uh, it's something to think about. You know, it's not far off. So then you got TCU, right? You got TCU beating Texas Tech this weekend. Uh you can see by the line, uh, they definitely put him on him in the fourth quarter. It was pretty much a close game until the fourth quarter happened. So, um, moving on, we got Clemson Notre Dame. Clemson Notre Dame. This one right here. This one was fun. This was a fun game. Uh, just because of the implications meant a lot more for other fan bases than Clemson. Uh, a lot of people in the last couple of weeks has been saying Clemson is trash, they're boo-boo. I don't think they're boo-boo. I don't think they're trash. I think they have a quarterback issue, and they got to figure out how to fix that because DJ's not the guy. And if you got that freshman who's supposed to be really good, why hasn't he stepped up? Is it a development issue? Is he just not ready? Um that's hindered them all year. Clemson is a good ball team. They didn't score into the fourth quarter. Giving up turnovers left and right, playing sloppy football to Notre Dame at, you know, I know it was on the road. But Clemson can't score. We saw that in the West Wake Forest game. We saw that in uh the in multiple games this year, but that do they play down to their opponent is a coaching thing. Uh, it's something for them. I know they're not going to go away. They're just kind of like Bama this year. They're just kind of having a down year. 
they kind of just slip by because they beat the people in front of them. But that's pretty much, you know, Clemson in a nutshell this year. Unfortunately, they lost. They weren't supposed to lose. That's what they did. And now they're gonna definitely going to bump down to probably eight or maybe out of the top ten, honestly. The way they've been playing all year, their resume and what it looks like, and from the eye test, you know, the, is the committee going to put? How are they going to? How are they going to vote? Are going to vote with the top teams? Are they going to vote with the top teams? Or are they going to vote with resume? Do you want a champion of your division in the playoff? What's the criteria? Every year it seems to change. Every year it seems like somebody gets screwed. So we'll see on Tuesday. Me personally, I think the resume plus how they look, and yes, if they win their conference, make it a, make it an added bonus. But if their conference is the SEC, the best in the in the country, and they just lost one game, do they allow them in? I've, we've seen it countless times where the SEC champion. The loser goes to Sugar Bowl, and then a third and a second team from the SEC ends up at team four or three. We've seen it countless times. Does that happen this year? What are your thoughts on that? I'd love to have your thoughts on that. I'd love to discuss that with you guys. Then you got Michigan. You know, this game at halftime was 14 to 17. What's going on there? Michigan hasn't done this not just once, but they've done it a lot this year. So I'd love to have some Michigan feedback. Anybody have any Michigan uh, feedback for me on this one? I know they ended up just coming out third quarter, making adjustments and doing what they need to do against Rutgers, but you can't be looking like that the end of the year, man. You can't be looking like that in the year. Then they, they previous week against Michigan State, it was 29 to, to – I can't remember the score. was like 29 to – 13 or something like that. I can't remember. But, yeah, man, they it was a close game all the way in that fourth quarter. No, people say they're elite. People say that they're offensive line. They're just doing what they want to do, and they have at will at people. But why aren't they dominating in the beginning of these games? No, can they fair? Can they dominate? If, let's say, they match up. You know, say they beat Ohio State, and they got to match up against uh, – um, Maybe I say they'll be number two, Georgia one. So they'll let's say two plays, two plays three, right? So two plays three. So they'll end up. Let's say they end up with uh, um, Tennessee. Are they going to be able to do what Georgia did? Against Tennessee, are they going to, on a neutral field, are they going to dominate? Are they going to be able to get all that pressure on Tennessee's offense? Clearly, we saw how to do it, how to beat Tennessee's offense. You, all you got to do, get top five recruiting classes with the best defensive linemen that are going pro, send four, and drop back six, drop back five, drop back seven. It makes it easy. Can Michigan do that? Can they play a fast-paced game? We'll see Ohio State. But if they do beat Ohio State, will they be ready? Will they? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. They've had a – they beat the poop out of Penn State. That's it. That's all they've played this year. So 
they're sitting pretty at three, five in some polls, the AP polls, but they're at five AP polls because they're their they're, uh, strength of schedule. But we'll see where the polls come out tomorrow on that one for sure. All right, Texas. I know we, I mentioned Texas just because they're playing TCU, and Texas is coming off a phenomenal win on the road. Um, they lost a, uh, an ugly game the previous week to Oklahoma State uh, on the road, um, but they're coming back home and they're looking to light it up. I I can I know that College Game Day is going to be there. Um, can Texas pull off the upset? Can they do it? Can they do it? That is the biggest question of the weekend. That is the biggest question of the next two weeks. If TCU wins, where do they end up? If Texas wins, where does TCU go? They're out. They got to be. They have to be out, right? Then you got then you got Ohio State last week playing Northwestern. This game is an anomaly. I don't want to make excuses for people. Um but if the wind's blown and you can't run the ball, if you can't throw the ball, you're number two in the nation playing the poopy trash dumpster of Northwestern. You got to be able to put it on the ground and just run it at will and have short passes and just light these guys up. Just, just literally inflict your will and make these guys quit. And they didn't do that, man. Look at the score at half, 7-7 seven to seven at halftime. Like, to me, you can't do that after what we all saw against Georgia this weekend. You can't be the number two team in the nation and probably the number two team in the nation in the polls coming up. You can't go toe-to-toe in the trenches with the Bulldogs and what they have if you can't do what you need to do against Northwestern. I don't – I can't say it enough. They started slow. They needed to run the rock. That was the perfect opportunity, the perfect game for them to just put on their boots, strap on their helmets, and go to work and prove to everybody, say, hey, this is what we can do. We don't have to be a finesse team. We can bully you in the trenches. And they didn't. I know they tried to do what they needed to do in the air, but you can't do that. This was a phenomenal, phenomenal point, and they just slow-paced it all the rest of the game. It was nowhere close. I get it, but it should have been thirty-five to seven. Like Northwestern should have never scored. So, from a number two standpoint, a number two team should not do that to a one and eight team. So, there's a lot of questions, man. There's a lot of questions uh, right now with the top, at least the top six, the top seven. You know, and then we have teams like USC that no one's talking about. Right, we have USC. Let's throw up their uh, USC's end of the year schedule. All right, so USC, USC sitting pretty at seven. I don't know if you've watched any USC games, but they can score and they're really good at it. Um, their next three games, Colorado, they'll just demolish Colorado. Then they have a really great game against UCLA. UCLA and USC are going to put it on display guys UCLA needs this win just as bad as USC USC could be a dark horse if things happen like TCU losing um Tennessee losing to South Carolina in two weeks because that's a trap I don't care who you are they'll beat Missouri at home all day 
that is just fine for Tennessee. But Tennessee, if they go into South Carolina at night, that is a trap. I don't. That is a huge trap. Uh, their fans gonna they're gonna do the best they can to light that place up and make it hard for Tennessee. We'll see. They got to bring their in game on the road. But if those things happen, and then Michigan losing or Ohio State losing in a blowout, let's say one of them loses in a blowout, it ain't even close. USC beats UCLA. They beat Notre Dame, who just beat Clemson, so that's a good resume booster. Then they go to the Pac-12 championship game and play Oregon, who they haven't played all year, and beat Oregon. Who's to say why can't USC be in the, as the number four team, number three team? There's so much football left to play. That is a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky team, and no one's talking about them. I don't – they're not going to get out of the semifinals. That's for sure. Their defense is very bad. I watched them play Stanford this year. Uh, I watched them play Fresno State. I watched them play um, Oregon State. I watched them play a lot of games, and those teams put points on them. They could score because those teams' defenses weren't good, but they did not stop those guys at all. So – defensively, they're a year or two away. I feel like Lincoln Riley, he's going to continue to get nothing but phenomenal talent on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you can look at already Jordan Addison. He's got 585 uh, receiving yards. Uh, I think he's got nine touchdowns or something like that. But Caleb Williams, if you look at his stats, man, they have 316 attempts, and he's got 204 completions. That's great. His completion rating is 64 He's averaging 8.7 yards throw, 28-1 touchdown to interception ratio. That is phenomenal. He is going to kill it next year. So if they don't make it this year, they're going to look great in the Rose Bowl when they play Michigan or Ohio State. One of those teams. That's going to be a great game, and I cannot wait to watch that New Year's Six game. It's going to be an electric game on that one. Um they like to run the ball too. I mean, 858 yards running, so it's not they're not just throwing everywhere. They're running the ball too, um, which is what they need. But can they win out? That UCLA game is going to be awesome next week. Uh, I maybe uh, game day might be there. Uh, that'll be fun to see game day on the West Coast again with a a, a, team, a game that matters on the West Coast. That'll be cool. I think that'd be awesome. Um, to see, especially because it's at UCLA, so it's in the Rose Bowl. That place is going to be packed. It hasn't been packed all year. You, 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 that rivalry is going to be back again. It's actually good for football. I can't wait to see this. It's going to be fun. But back, back at it. If USC, if things work out for USC, whether already sitting at nine in the polls, if things work out in their favor, they could possibly end up. At four or five, they could sneak their way in. It all depends on the, what happens to other teams. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on USC. Uh, a lot of people, I mean, there's no one really talking about them. No one's giving them any love, and they're just sitting there just demolishing teams in the Pac-12, which is good on them. They, they play their schedule, but if they went out in their schedule, they possibly can. Uh, I don't know. I think UCLA has the upper edge this year. They play more physical defense than USC, but anything goes in the rivalry game. So I'm all for it. I'm all for it. 100% all for that. Let me know your thoughts on that one. Love to know your thoughts on the USC game.
All right, next we'll talk about UCLA, another team that we just talked about. Uh, (coughs) Excuse me. UCLA, another team that can be uh, a dark horse in this thing. Um, They play Arizona this week, which that will be over in the halftime. They play Arizona this week. They play USC at home. Uh, I know that home field advantage really doesn't mean anything when they both play in L.A. Um, it's going to be an electric game. I hope game day goes there. Again, uh, I just said that with the USC breakdown. But I think UCLA is a better team. They have a fifth-year quarterback, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. If Hook, Hinton Hooker wasn't doing his thing this year, this guy would have been talked about this year as a potential Heisman guy. He's doing a phenomenal job this year um, as a quarterback in that Chip Kelly system. Kudos to Chip Kelly. He's got these guys playing football again. It's fun to see the Pac-12 when USC is actually good and uh, UCLA and Oregon. Um, it's top-heavy, man. You got USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. All four teams in Utah. Forget about Utah. The things went their way a couple of times this year. Utah would be up there in the top ten, but they haven't. But it's fun to see these guys. It's fun to watch football. It's good for football. It's good for the brand. It's good for college football to have these guys. Um, if UCLA wins out, if they went out and they beat USC at home, they're sitting, I believe, uh, in the top ten, I believe, uh, in the polls. I could be wrong if someone has uh, – let me know in comments if you hear me. If you're here, let me know. Comment if I'm wrong. I believe they're in the top ten. Let me look that up on the handy dandy iPad real fast. Let me check the polls. Let's see. UC UCLA UCLA. Yeah, if UCLA is in the top, if they're still in the top ten in the polls, man, they are going. They're go, and they went out. They're gonna play Oregon again. And that Oregon, that first Oregon game, it was forty-five to thirty. It was a whole lot worse. They made a comeback. It was not a good game in their favor. Once again, home field advantage has been such a big advantage this year in college football. And I, I've never seen it as good as it is this year. It's like home court advantage in basketball. It makes no sense. This year, football has been crazy, crazy home field advantage. Like these teams are, these fans are coming out and they're just electric. And that's what you love about the sport. And they're coming out and they're yelling as much as they can, going horse and they're giving their all for their teams. And it's beautiful. So I would love to see a UCLA Oregon rematch. That would be fun. That'd be super fun on a neutral site. Um, I think the game's played in Vegas at the um, where the Raiders play as a neutral site. Both teams will travel well, and I'd love to see that rematch. I'd love to see Bo Nix and Dor- uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson go at it again. I'd love to see two athletic quarterbacks, two really good quarterbacks, go at it again. Bo Nix is playing crazy, but this guy's playing crazy too, and they run the ball. They're very physical. They like to run that power uh, RPO stuff. And they got guys around on the weapons that they can get the ball to. Um, kudos to Dorian, Dorian uh, Thompson Robinson. He stayed with the program. He learned it. And now he's running that offense the way Chip Kelly wants him to run it, which is awesome. So I'd love to see, I'd love, I'd love to see Oregon, UCLA, uh, 
champion Pac-12 championship game. It'll be a really cool Pac-12 championship game. I would say add it in the comments if you want to. If not, it's okay. But, I mean, I'd love to see your thoughts on that one. Um, definitely, for sure, would love to hear your thoughts on, on USC or UCLA, excuse me. Let's see. Let's see here. All right. Next team, that potential 4-3 team in the playoffs, we have TCU. TCU, all they got to do is run the table. You look at their next three. We talked about it earlier in the game, earlier in the game, earlier in this uh, the program show thing. They got Texas at home, away. Texas is no joke. They're 18 in the AP poll right now, and this week they'll probably end up maybe 20-ish in the playoff poll, which is impressive for them. But coming off of a good win – on the road at Kansas State, they're feeling good about themselves. Can Coach Stark get those boys ready to play an undefeated TCU team? Who's had hiccups? Who's had to win in overtime? Who's had to get fancy in some games? Can they do it? They've also dominated some teams this year. Can they do it? This game is a full-on steel trap. It really is, and, and TCU is the bait is set, and they're walking right into it. Uh, you would have never thought earlier this year that this game come down to it will be the most important Big Twelve game of the year, which is really exciting because they've had some they've had some games earlier on this year, but they haven't had any games with this magnitude to get a team possibly in the playoffs. Wow, this is going to be cool. This is going to be good, man. It's going to be good football. If you look at Dugan, Max Dugan, kid's electric, man. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal player. Um, I can't I can't say enough about him. I believe he's a sophomore. He should be coming back next year, and they're going to be good next year again, I believe. Sonny Dykes is playing his brand of football. He's doing what he wants to do with the players that he has, and they're scoring and they're having fun. And they're winning in all different phases of the game, which is what you want to see for a team like them. Can they win in different different styles? And so they're going to go to a mega test, even though Texas is not, you know, top five in the nation. They got boys. They got players. And it's a night game, college game day, probably sold out. Over 100,000 people. Decibel level is going to be in the 120s. It's going to be loud, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be cool. This is what you want to watch if you're going to be at home on Saturday night. You're going to want to watch this game. You're not going to miss this game. It's going to be electric. Um, It's going to be everything that you think of when it comes to college pageantry and college football at its finest. Um, It's I believe it's going to be a really good game. I believe it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. Both teams, TCU is going to find a way to move the ball against Texas. Texas is going to find a way to move the ball against TCU. Other teams have, but can Texas control the ball and play 
just not sloppy football, less penalties, run the ball with BJ. Run the ball. That is what you need to establish. Establish yourself and let people know in the trenches in the first quarter, this is what we plan on doing. And we're going to do it. And we're going to do it at will. So I believe Texas, if they can do that, if Texas can do that, if they can just conjure the spirit of the old Texas teams with the Vince Young and just this is our time, this is our state, this is this big brother, this little brother coming in. Y'all ain't nothing. We'll see. We'll see. I'm a big Texas fan this week. I'm a huge Texas fan. I'm a Tennessee fan. So I need Texas to love on me this week. I need them to just have all of the old juju of the old Texas teams, the Mac Brown teams, Texas teams that just ran all over people, Ricky Williams Day. That's what I want. That's what I need to show up as a fan. Now, as a person just doing this, I don't know if they will. Uh, I know t- I know what we're going to get with TCU. We're going to get a team that's going to be zipped up. Is going to a team that's ready to play? Will the moment be too big? We'll find out. We will find out, and we'll give our picks later this week for sure. Absolutely for sure. You're seeing right there, TCU is running the ball. They have a 1,000-yard running back. Uh, they're throwing the ball. They have 244 attempts, 161 completions. That's really good. Over tw- almost 2,400 uh, two, 2, passing yards, 24 touchdowns, three two interceptions. They're very efficient with the ball. They keep it clean, and they like to run it. Max Dugan is a sneaky runner. People need to people don't know that the man can run the ball. So if they get in hairy situations, some third down, third and longs, you're going to see Max Dugan take off, and that's what he is good at. He can run the ball. So something to think about. Uh, on that one, uh, it's a really good matchup. I'm super excited for that one this week. Um, if TC wins that one, they beat Baylor on the road, then they they beat Iowa State, and then they'll uh, beat, I believe, uh, I don't know if the, the Big 12, the, what, does the Big 12 have a championship game anymore? I don't think so. Hold on. Big. I don't believe they do. Big. Big 12 championship game. Oh, they do have one this year. So you're going to TCU playing a rematch game against Texas, maybe? Let's see the current standings in the Big 12. TCU, maybe Texas again. Right now, TCU is number one. They are... In the conference, they are six and zero. Baylor's four and two in the conference. Texas four and two. Kansas State four and two, and then three and three. Kansas three and three. Oklahoma State two and four. So it's going to look like if TCU does lose to Texas, they'll play Texas again. Uh, I know Texas plays Baylor coming up, so that that game is the team that plays in the championship game. So either way, TCU's going to have to have play. 
the teams they're playing in the next two weeks again, and that's never easy. And they got to win out. They have to win out. They got to win their conference. They got to win their championship. People are gonna, people are going to, uh, people are gonna judge them based off of that. They have to win. They have to be perfect. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see TCU uh, win out and be perfect. Um, it's tough to beat two teams. Twice. It's tough to beat either Texas or Baylor twice in the next four weeks. Because if someone beats you, they're going to want that in return in that big stage. So it's going to be a tough one for them. The road, that's why that you know the early percentages came out. They only had like a 17% chance of winning and going to the playoff. I see why now. It's going to be tough. They're they're a top three. Then their fourth game is going to either play Baylor again or Texas. That's going to be tough. That's tough, man. Kudos to them. Kudos to them. I hope they can do it. That'll be really cool to see. As a fan, I'd love to see that. I think it'll be awesome. And then, last but not least, we have our Vols, my Vols, Hughes Vol fan. We got our teeth kicked in. I don't play for them, but I love them. So they got their teeth kicked in by Georgia. Good teams need to get their teeth kicked in. You need to get your face slapped. You need to get drug in the mud. Because it makes you hungry. It makes you want to get back at it. And I feel bad for Missouri this week because Missouri's going to Knoxville and Tennessee's got a lot to prove because they got embarrassed on national television with the number one ranking next to them and they just weren't ready. And that's okay because they know what it feels like now. They know what it feels like to lose. They know what it feels like to get drugged. That game, 27 to 13, it might as well have been 100 to 5. It was that embarrassing. The dogs let off the dogs in the second half. They sat on the lead because they knew they could. They knew they could. Tennessee, it's not nothing against them. Phenomenal offense. They just know that Coach Hype on them are a year away. They need to bring in five-star, four-star, big offensive linemen to keep that pocket clean no matter who that quarterback is there. Uh, Hooker's going to be the guy to the end. Next year might be Milton or the new freshman coming in. It doesn't matter. That offensive line needs to be immaculate. It needs to have every every position in that offensive line needs to be drafted in the future or guys that are going to be in the NFL one day. That's how clean you need to be when you're playing Georgia When because they're not going away. It's going to be Tennessee and Georgia for the next couple years in the East. And I can see that's happened, this rivalry continuing and getting better and bigger every year. It's going to be awesome to see. And as that continues to grow, the West is going to continue to grow with what they got. It's going to be awesome. So, and with Texas coming in and Oklahoma and the conference, oh, man, what a time to be alive to be an SEC fan. So I'm huge on this one. Uh, You look at their last three. Tennessee got a big, 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 big help uh, by Notre Dame. Thank you, uh, Fighting Irish, for that one over the weekend by beating Clemson. Clemson is no water in consideration. They can win out. They can beat um, Children's Sister of the Poor the next couple games, and then they can uh, beat North Carolina, and it still won't be enough for the resume to get them in the top four. I would rather take I would rather take a, a one-loss TCU over Clemson any day what are your thoughts on that one i think a one loss tcu over a championship team clemson um 
as my fourth team in the playoff. I mean, there's so many scenarios that we could talk about, but I just don't see any of those scenarios with Clemson uh, this year. They had they had to they had to go perfect this year, and they couldn't. And they couldn't. They have a lot of things they got to work on. They're going to go to the Orange Bowl and they're going to play uh, Liberty or Coastal Carolina or Tulane and just dog piss them because that's what they're supposed to. Um, so I'm excited. I'm really excited to um, to see what what ends up this year. The, those last games, um, that Pac-12 we mentioned, that Pac-12 heavy load. They got a lot of important games to play. A lot of important games to play in that Pac-12, which are super exciting to see because that's what you want, man. You want November football to be fun going into this, going to those championship games. So, um, does an Oregon, does a championship Oregon um, jump a Tennessee team that doesn't go to the SEC East championship game and get a chance to win it? That's a tough. That's who do you pick? No Tennessee. On 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 the record, they're gonna they're gonna win out. There's a trap game in South Carolina. They're gonna win that one though. They'll win out. They're they're good, and they're they're motivated. And I know they're gonna be focused. But does an eleven and one Tennessee team that lost by thirteen to Georgia or fourteen to Georgia on the road at Athens to an Oregon team that lost to them by forty? 43, I believe, neutral site, which was in Atlanta, so it wasn't neutral site. Who do you pick? Who do you take? That's really the question of the day. If Oregon runs, if the role Oregon runs the table, which it's going to be tough for them, but if they do, because they're going to play UCLA in the championship game or USC in the championship game, they got to play Washington this week, is which is no joke. Um, but if they do, eleven and one, Tennessee over. A champion Pac-12 team. Some people say that the champion of the division gets a a bump on their resume, but does that mean Tennessee's resume doesn't mean anything after beating five uh, top twenty-five teams and losing at home uh, away to a Georgia team, a very good Georgia team with a Heisman uh, with a Heisman Trophy candidate uh, quarterback? I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to see your thoughts. I'd love to you guys to comment. Come in here. Let me know. I'd love to hear it. I I, I really would. I'd love, love, love to see it and hear it. My thoughts on this one. My thoughts on this one. I think personally, I think Georgia. Not Georgia. I, I personally think if Oregon wins out and does everything they're supposed to do, and Tennessee wins out and does everything they're supposed to do, and they just don't have the championship game. You have to look at the head-to-head, right? Who, If they're playing each other, if they're playing each other, who wins that game? Neutral site, playing each other, who wins that game? Be honest with yourself. Who wins that game? From the eye test, from all of all the things that you've seen, who wins that game? I think personally, I think you line it up neutral site, right? Because both you go to home, you go to play in Oregon, it's tough to play there and win there. You play it to Knoxville, 
it's tough to play there in uh, at Neyland Stadium. So let's say neutral site, Oregon plays Tennessee, and you have to pick a team. Who who you backing? Based off resume alone, who had the who had the harder division? Who had the harder resume? Who impressed the most? I'm going Vols. I'm going Vols. So if you have an 11 and one Vols team that is sitting outside of the championship game, and it's really not their fault, they just played a really good Georgia team, and they got they got humbled. Who who are they going? Who who are you going with? Who are you going with in that situation? A champion? Let's see comments. I'm not getting any comments. Let's see. Maybe they'll come through. I see them coming, but maybe they'll come through. Let's see. Candace says Tennessee all day for a Tennessee for a Tennessee Oregon. There we are. Gotta get gotta be UT. Can Oregon stop the run game? That is a good question. Uh they stop UCLA's uh run game. Good question. Good comment. Thank you, Candace, on that one. Um yeah, what we're sitting if you 